wingly dingly singly tingly it's hotline league episode 63 oh my uh, gosh i'm that? so excited to talk to you 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 don't watch the show clearly uh i'm so excited to talk to all of you on hotline league this week it's gonna be sick uh there's so much to discuss actually this was one of the more i think this is the most interesting uh, week of lcs so far um let's uh by the way just want to give a shout out to alienware that's the monitor that's behind, right behind me and the computer that's right behind me and the computer that's streaming this and the monitor i'm looking at uh, whatever it's all alienware because they're supporting us thanks for supporting the show uh, and the lcs and the lcs and team liquid uh kobe is joining us but first my constant co-host mark zimmerman how's it going mark good <laughs> anything else you got anything else for us no, I'm I'm super tired. I'm I'm pretty burnt out on stuff. So I need like a day to be a potato. And I need you to rally. People are gonna turn off the podcast if they hear if they hear that you're dead. Um, I got a cup of coffee. We'll see if it works. Oh dear God. Okay. Well, you know who does have energy is our guest for this week, Kobe, who's sitting right next to me. How's it going, Kobe? Uh, I feel like two and a half potatoes. Okay. okay. I took a nap. Okay. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, me too. That's into shit for me. <laughs> well, it's gonna be a great episode, everyone. Um, let's let's get into uh, yeah. Let's just get it. Well, actually, Mark, what's been going on with you? Maybe we can get you to talk a little bit. Uh, so one of the big projects that I've been working on a lot finally came out today. Uh, Offline TV's de- uh, Detention at Offline High thing came out. It's a really cool Korean variety show inspired thing with guests. We had Jimmy Wong on for the first episode. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. If you didn't like offline TV content in the past, which I know a fair amount of the... Yeah, Korean Variety Show for offline TV. It's really cool. You guys should check it out. If you didn't like... I know a lot of the League audience did not love offline TV's content before, but this one's pretty different, so hopefully people like it. And then stay tuned because the D&D show should be coming out sometime this week. End cool. of the week. Nice. Uh, Kobe, what's going on with you? Uh, I had some meetings today. Did LCS on the weekend. It was super fun. We took helium and tried to do uh, an analysis segment. I think it turned out pretty well. Fedmeister's in the chat, by the way. He heard you talking about offline TV, and now he's here. Oh my uh, God! I he has one of those global alerts. Yeah. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as somebody says offline it. is mentioned. Yeah. Also, Chloe from the stats team, you know Chloe? Yeah. Yeah, she watches now, and we, we are she's helping us with stats. It's great. I mean, not officially helping us with stats, just sometimes oh, we need a stat. Oh, you're getting free work off Chloe, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we, uh, we peer pressure her to tell us the right answer when we say wrong things. Uh, is she going to help you with your stock choices? No. I don't <laughs> think she wants to help me with that. I think they enjoy watching me suffer. Yeah, are, are you failing the most? Right now, uh, I think uh, Mark. I think Mark is. I, High is definitely number one. He's gone super boring this week, though. Okay, Mark. I think I was. I was worse at negative three hundred. I think Kobe was like negative two something, to like two fifty around what I had. And then Kai was like almost not negative at all. And then Freak actually did the worst because he bought like all Golden Guardians. But he was like oh, yeah. negative like five hundred or something. But Freak Thanks. wasn't even supposed to be in it. He was just like. I could do it better than you, and then he's loses all his money. Okay. Uh, Chloe says Mark is still in the red, but Kobe's in the black. Oh, it's it's off this week because Hundred Thieves went two zero. Yeah, this is an update. What do you one. mean it's off this week? That's the whole point, Mark. But <laughs> I'm, I meant it's 
That, that, <laughs> I know, that... I know, I know. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about what there is to talk about this week. Uh, I feel like this weekend was the most interesting week of LCS that we've had so far this year. I mean, obviously only three weeks, but I don't know. What did you guys think? I mean, TSM 02, Golden Guardians 2-0, 100 Thieves 2-0, some interesting stuff coming up. I don't know. Am I taking this before Kobe? Sure. Uh, I don't agree that it was one of the most interesting in a long time, but I did think it was nice to see that, like, we don't have the guaranteed 10th place team, like, Golden Guardians is okay. TSM's floundering a little bit. I mean, it would have been nice if Team Liquid lost if we were really trying to shake things up, but that didn't happen. So, I think it was a slightly above average. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I liked it. So let's see. The interesting things were the Spell Thief's top no farm Zillion composition. Ooh, that that was that wasn't the only part that was interesting for them for that comp though. By the way, it was a full poke comp with a Jace jungle. And people forget that also, so I thought that was uh, that in itself was enough to make like the weekend crazy. Then we also had Silas. Uh, Cloud9 actually played it how you're supposed to play it, like we were saying at the beginning of the day, where you see all the other ultimates. They pick it, there's a zillion ultimate, there's all these other ones that you can use, and uh, Licorice actually did really well with it. So that was another interesting thing. And then as you guys are talking about the upsets and, and kind of the turnarounds for yeah. some of the teams was was big. I think a lot of people expected the 100 Thieves turnaround because their games uh, the first week were pretty hard opponents. They played like all the other top three. Um, but it was yeah, it was definitely nice to see people like, you know, someday and stuff getting back to what people expected from them. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. That chat I saw was suggesting some stuff. Uh, the Rush Can't Go Zero Two script. Oh, I yeah, like that Rush. a lot. That's crazy. What did, did was that a thing before when he came here? Did did I forget about it? I vaguely recall it. Or is this so it's, we only it's start in NA? It, I, so I know. it has to be him coming. But here. did we used to talk about that whenever he was on like TIP and stuff? I don't think uh, we talked about it as much back in the day because he wasn't on bad teams. <laughs> I mean, we we did a little bit, but it wasn't like a story. It was like, now oh, it's look, story. TIP went one one again. So. Yeah, it, it wasn't that big of a thing, but yeah, it's his record here, so it has to be when he came here. Yeah, I'd say the other thing that was interesting, actually, um, Frog and Karthus was the reason for double oh, golden, yeah. golden Guardians win, right? Yeah, because uh, everyone was flaming him for his champion pool, and they're like, "Well, Frog and he just does Frog and stuff," and then they won with it. So yeah. Uh, all right, so. Without further ado, maybe we can start getting into the calls. Mark, do you want to explain how the show works? Sure. So if this is your first time watching the show, here's how we do it. Uh, in Twitch chat right now, I'm spamming the Discord link. Huh? Ignore him. Keep talking. Uh, in Twitch chat, talk. click on the Discord link. Damn, it's really awkward when Kobe talks. That's just in general, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when you get there, join Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls 2. Um, the voice channels, you can mute your mic once you're in there. And then uh, go ahead and in Pleb Topics, the text channel, you can go ahead and post whatever your take is. You need to be in the voice channel. So if I like your take, I can pull you from that into the waiting room. If we do pull you, I'm just going to hang out until it's your turn. And I'll do a quick mic test to make sure you sound fine. And then we'll go ahead and start uh, talking. 
And we should say, by the way, that if you are a sub, thank you very much for being a sub. Uh, it also allows you to link your Discord uh, with uh, your Twitch account, and that'll give you access to the subtopics chat. Uh, it moves a little slower in there, so there's a better chance of you getting on the show, probably. Uh, but if your take is dumb, you still don't have a good chance. Um, and you can also join the sub calls thing. It's just a cool way for us to give back to those who want to drop their Twitch Prime into the chat. Uh, oh, Brian Kibler's on the show. Um, okay. How's it going, Brian? Good to see you at LCS this past weekend. Um, what do we got? Uh, okay, while Mark is grabbing people, I'm going to shout out some folks who are subbing and supporting us. Uh, thank you to Billy Bob Joe 771 12 months, but you Lunari, Elofis, uh, Turner 88 Struccio. It's so hot in here. Green Knight, Frastic, Blink27. You can turn down the heater. Giggles All Day, Corey Lulu uh, for 15 months, Scar94, LOL, Boxboy, Support Help, the Help Desk? Support Help Desk. Blue J1344, Pause Not for 13 months, Rico Suave for 14, Nemsick for 18, Deadly Mouth 29, Tom Shu, the Ghost Rider. Should be getting our first caller here in just a second. Mark, if you want to go grab them. Sure. Uh, as I see people dropping Twitch Primes right now, thank you, everyone. Oh, Damien's here in the chat. Wow, it's a celebrity night here in Twitch chat. We got Brian Kibler, we got Damien, we got Fedmeister, we got Chloe from the stats team. That's possibly the biggest celebrity of the night. Uh, just a ton of people. Um, and all these celebrities really appreciate when you give them subs. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, looks like Mark's getting on final ascent right now. It says, uh, Carmastering2014 says, Kobe, I shit on you in solo queue. Remember me? Oh. Get to pop I've up. I've never lost a solo queue game. Fire. <laughs> Get to Papa is here in chat, uh, or in the call. Get to Papa, where are you calling from? Hello, I'm from Budapest, Hungary. You're from Hungary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In That's awesome. Eastern. What time is it there? Uh, it's plus, past 3 a.m. What time? Past 3 a.m. Oh, past 3 a.m. Well, thank, thank you for staying up so late to call into the show. What do you want to talk about? My topic is that Hunter's comment about uh, playing as a team, made them win, is actually really up. And I think GGS can still improve and they finish in, and they go into playoffs. GGS is going to go into playoffs, and what were you saying about Hanser's... He said Hanser wants to play as a team? Yeah, Hanser said uh, in an interview after the team that uh, uh, the only thing that made them win is playing as a team. Gotcha. So previously Golden Guardians was not playing as a team. Hanser now says that they are, and uh, they're going to get to playoffs. So this is... I knew we were going to have a Golden Guardians topic tonight, and I'm happy that uh, you're calling in from Hungary, get to Papa to bring it up. So, uh, is, is that what's happening? Because, Kobe, you were saying it's all the Karthus. That's what's making it work. But do you feel like that they're playing differently? Well, I definitely didn't say it's all the Karthus. You said Karthus was what allowed them to go 2-0. He said they would have lost every game without that Karthus. Um, but, yes, Karthus is a very big part of it. Um, I mean, they're... They did improve uh, playing as a team. Uh, like, I'd say probably their the best thing was their defense. 
collapsing in the early game. Uh, and they just accepted that North American games have been going super long. So they keep picking Ezreal Karthus, which scale really well right now. Um, and it's a very good strategy for right now, but um, I, I'm not necessarily sure that that's going to like you know get them through to playoffs. The other part that they have working with their two O's are the Scion. Same thing CLG did mm. last week to win some games. He's like, oh man, our team comps are kind of weird, and uh, too many people are we're playing mages in the top lane. How do we fix this and work more as a team? I know. Let's pick the dumbest champ in top lane possible, Scion. And then, like Kobe's saying, they're also picking late-game backline, so they have, like, the best tank and pretty good backline champions come late-game. And then, yeah, their games go super long and they win. Somebody in the Reddit thread I was pointing out that they had Scion, Karthus, and Aatrox, and so it's like they can just die. It doesn't matter uh, because they've got those champions. Yep, um, just feed to win. Yeah. Uh, so, but Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, it's the same that happened with CLG this weekend, and we'll see Kasion and all those guys are getting hit with the nerf bat for 9.3, but, like, CLG had Scion and Ergot banned, and it was like, okay, so what else can you do? And it turns out Orn was not a good answer to that question. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see what else Golden Guardians has up their sleeve before I'm ready to really start believing them. I think it was a good adaptation to, like, make better team comps and, like, adapt to the North American meta, but, like, you have to see it for more than a weekend. Based off this weekend, do you think that they'll make playoffs? Or are you just saying you need more? I'm not ready to put them in the playoffs for me personally yet. I will say they're going to the playoffs. I don't know if that means anything. But I uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I was what, waiting to hear what Kobe, Kobe thought. Kobe said they weren't going to make it to playoffs. Well, I said I wasn't willing to say that they are just because of these two wins. So okay. you're saying they're not going to make it? Do you think they're going to make playoffs? No. Okay. Okay. That's what. <laughs> that's what. Okay. That's what we were looking for. Okay. Uh, so, so, uh, Mark, you have them as a what? Maybe. I I have them as a as a no for okay. right now because they I need will, to I... prove to you guys. Huh? I said they need to prove to you guys more that they can make this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just happy they won because I actually really um, think that that team is. Had a lot of cool, nice people on it, and it feel felt really like it in a world where they've got like zero six, zero eight, like the last split, you know, or the last spring split that Golden Guardians was in. That would have been uh, kind of shitty because I think expectations were so high. So to just have them get like turned into a complete meme would have been really disappointing. I feel like there's a good, nice people on pretty much every team now. No. There's no team that I. I'm looking at like, ah, oh, those assholes. Like, I really hope. Team, team Liquid, bunch of assholes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. I'm curious, what about our collar? Do you guys, like, uh, talk to your collars more? Uh, we do, but whenever they... they're getting playoffs? Whenever they have a tough microphone and they're from Hungary, we don't ask as much. But get to Papa, he said that he thinks they're going to go to playoffs. Okay. That's why we brought this up. That was his take. Uh, yeah, get, yeah. get to Papa, Mark and, and Kobe disagree with you at the moment. Uh, why do you think they're going to be able to turn it around? I think that individually they are really strong players. They haven't been playing together for too long. Also, Frogum. Frogum is like, what, two months into team play back? So if uh, Frogum uh, gets into playing as a team more, maybe they get even so strong. 
Yeah, is Froggen not at max power? Yeah. Well, Maybe. I think uh, Karth oh, also. Is... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Also, Sion has still still will have infinite health gaining on his Ws. Hmm. Well, I think regardless of like those things can get banned uh, pretty easily. So I, I'm not like I think it's more of a can they find other things that work because Karthus is also a really unique champion strategy-wise, where you can focus on farming up and still have, like, lane impact in other lanes by ulting. You don't necessarily need to roam quite as much. And, like, there was that game versus Optic where Crown is, like, taking Predator to try and roam around, and that's fine for Karthus, because he can just ult into those whatever waves and lanes that Crown's trying to roam to, so I don't know. I think, uh, I, I really liked, I really liked their drafts this weekend, but I want to see when someone bans the Karthus and the Scion, like, what do they do? Hey, Get to Papa, thank you for calling in. Any final thoughts? No, just thank you for pulling me in the call. Yeah. Well, thanks for staying up so late to call in. Have a nice day. Have a good one. Thanks. All right, moving on to our next caller. As Mark grabs them, I'm going to shout out some people. Uh, thank you to the Ghost Rider, Tom Shu, Deadly Moth 29, uh, Nogi 15, Sadistic Nero, who says WTF2 Kobe's, uh, Matt G. Moore, Oh, Cons26, Steve the Sloth, Frazer M2, Bori, Borlamau, Mice and Ben, and then Coca K, who gifted us up to being Kibler, Brian Kibler. Thank you so much uh, for all the subs, everyone. Super appreciated. Uh, we got Heretic798 calling in. Heretic, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Duluth, Minnesota. From Minnesota. Okay, I'm going to turn you up a little bit. How's Minnesota right now? Uh, you know, the usual cold. It's pretty, pretty north, right? Does it touch Canada? I don't really know. Yeah, I don't pay attention. It, it does. Yeah. Okay. Good. See, is it more north than attention? some parts of Canada? Um. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Heretic, what do you want to talk uh, tonight? Okay. So my my topic was that LCS salary should become public. Hey. Yeah. I'm excited about this. Keep going. I think that making LCS salaries public would be a positive change for both players and for teams. Um, I think that players need help understanding their value when negotiating contracts because we've heard from people in the scene like Loco and others that uh, players actually don't know that much and they often lie to each other and overinflate their salaries when they're talking about them, like even among each other. And then the reason it would be good for teams is that it gives us more of a measure of whether a team was successful or not by the end of a split. It's not just, hey, did you win or not? It could be like, hey, how well did you do relative to your salary? And I think that even now in the LCS, looking at FlyQuest and Echo Fox as a success being three and three, and like TSM and GGS being a failure because they're two and four is like a reasonable statement to make. Yeah. Eric, if you can speak up a little bit too when you talk to your, into the mic. I've, everyone in chat, I've turned him up as, as, as high as possible. I can't get him any louder. Um, but uh, so your main points are uh, they should be public because players can uh, benefit from the information uh, because they don't always know like their value or whatever. And secondly, uh, the it would give the public greater context on how successful a team is because if they overspent and flopped, then whatever that would suck. Uh, but uh, how does it? You said it benefits the team as teams as well. How does it benefit the teams? I think it gives them more of a narrative to spin, like. Um... It lets people cheer for maybe like a high budget team and a low budget team. 
or even just like a team being able to brag in the comments of a post game like hey we beat you with half your salary like i think those are uh interesting narratives that the i mean i don't know benefit from that's why i enjoy doing that but i don't see a world where like golden guardians is like tweeting haha we spent half as much on our players and they just beat you tl you know like it's just i don't know about that uh i i doubt that I, I am a super big proponent of sharing more information though i really agree that it will benefit the players um yeah maybe not so much uh the teams and they uh that might be the stickler but it helps so much when people in an industry like that um have access to that type of information because it can just kind of rise uh the tides for all players um, and help out with their negotiations across the board. Plus, then people don't have to have as crazy worries in the off season and go through all these like different scary times with these you know, various levels of agents and managers and stuff that people are going through. And we we still have heard like a lot of you know, a lot of people had bad deals or um, you know bad experience. Yeah, like, I, I agree with all that, and I think. Um... I still think uh, I agree with Heretic Point, just not about who it benefits. Uh, like, I don't think teams would like it, but as someone whose job it is to talk about the scene, I like <laughs> hearing, you know, how much money a team is spending. So if a team like Team Liquid is spending, I don't know, $4 million, $5 million a year on their roster, and then a team like, I know Optic is a team, I don't know their exact salaries and, or whatnot, but I know Optic is not spending nearly as much, and I think they're one of the lower budget teams in the league, but they're still getting decent results with Crown and stuff like that. You're able to frame things in, in different ways that I think is, in, in a lot of ways, more genuine to the actual situation, where it's like, okay, Optic is spending a fifth of TL salary, and like that makes the Crown pick up all that more more impressive, depending on how much Crown costs or something like that, you know? So I think, uh, as someone who has to talk about it, maybe the teams aren't happy having all the information public, but I do think it's really cool for, uh, for like how good of a pickup something is or something. Yeah. In that example that you gave, though, don't you think that Optic would be happy about that kind of information being public and like people knowing, like, oh, they're a good org, they did good scouting, they made good choices? What it, well, not what, necessarily because the 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 other side of that shoe on the foot or the other foot coming down, <laughs> whatever the fucking saying is, the other side is like, well, why are they so cheap? You know, why why do we have a team in the league that's only spending a fifth? Like, what if they're spending, uh, you know, a million less than every other team? Like, why are they here? You get that kind of conversation too. Yeah. Also, uh, so what about the scenario like last year where there were all these rumors around Rainover's getting this giant, you know, million something. 800K, I think, was the idea. Was that like TL had given him a contract for 800K and then CLG would have presumably had to pick that up. Uh, anyways, big contract for a player who's super underperforming. Like, that player's getting flamed. The management is getting flamed. The team's getting flamed, probably. Um, I did say in my topic it was only good for like teams that place at or above their relative payroll. Like I understand that if your team like does terrible with a huge payroll, people are going to flame you. But I think that's kind of like what comes with that. Yeah. yeah. So all right, I'm taking the microphone right now because this is a topic. This is a topic that's actually really exciting for my me. I did a, a Travis talks on this years ago at the I think it was the end of 2015. I want to say, and a little known team called Ember. Everyone recalls Ember, the before Academy. Better of the humans team. make better players. Yeah, an NA team will kiss the Summoner's Cup in the next two years. Um, 
they they took my Travis talks to heart, and on Christmas Day, against my advice, because they told me they were going to do this, they published the rosters or sorry, the salaries of all the players on their team publicly, and I don't think it helped them because they were overpaying compared like by a factor of three, I think, based off of what the rumors were for challenger salaries at the time. And they kind of just got flamed out. And because nobody else did it, it didn't really help. Uh, it was just, like, kind of weird. Um, anyway, at the time, the argument that I made for that video was that player salaries were too low and certain players were getting screwed over. Now, the big thing that has changed in the past three, four years is the rise of agents. I think about half of them are pretty incompetent at their jobs and not great. Uh, but they all are... Uh, greedy and they all do a really good job of figuring out like what everyone is making and sharing information with each other and with probably jacob wolf and uh doing everything they can to get as much money for their players as possible um and what i think and and on the other side of the coin you had franchising hit um where basically a lot of the new teams came in and in 20 in the beginning of 2018 a ton of those salaries went up like five a shit ton right like uh, I think um, at the very least Optic last year when Romain was on the team shared a little bit of the information. The other thing is that the Players Association started to exist. And what, one thing that I do know that they have done is share the for each position the highest paid salary, the lowest paid salary, and I think like the median. Um, they don't disclose who is making what, although a lot of people can kind of guess. But it has provided a ton of information for the players. I now am of the opinion that on the top end, the player, the top players are overpaid um, relative to what the industry is making and the players are making. But anyway, my whole point is now I actually believe that salaries should be, I don't, I'm not too worried for the players anymore, but I do think that people do not fully understand the narratives um, around like, why did this team pick up this player or why did they pick up this? Once the numbers start to come out, I think that would do a lot to, to I think what Mark said about being more authentic and or genuine to the scene, I think is a really good point. Like it's weird to talk about a lot of the stuff, like why X player got picked up or why this team is doing this or whatever, without having an understanding of what everyone is spending. What if a lot of people think, uh, Huni or sorry, who is like one of the worst mids in North America. What if 100 Thieves is paying him? What if he's like in the top three? I don't know if that's the case, but like there's a lot of interesting conversation that can be spun out of this. So I do like the idea of it, though I think that there's less reason from the industry side to do it now. That's my, my long-winded take. I don't know, Heretic, do you have further thoughts? No, I didn't know that they did that with salaries. I think that's really cool. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Any shout-outs? Uh, just like to say, love what you do, Travis. Uh, keep plugging away, and maybe if Thorin retires one day, you could become the best interviewer. In <laughs> goodbye, <business>. heretic. <laughs> it's unfortunate that his phone just or his call disconnected. I think um, he said everything he wanted to no, say. No, no, we didn't. We didn't hear it. He was breaking up, but it was uh. really confusing what was happening there. Um, Mark, you want to go grab the next person? Absolutely. Man, sometimes people just call in with the wildest takes. So, uh, Sojits, thank you for the tier one sub. Salim, 13 months. Wrathful Toaster for the Prime. Oli, one, six months in a row. Keep up the amazing work. Uh, Berserker, 10 months. Hole, 53, three months. Will, D1, Thrill, four months. 100 bits from Oli, one. Voyu, one, 16 months. 
Celebrating 16 months of Hotline League and Pilgrim Panda, six months in a row. And then somebody gifted, or no, maybe an arrow resubbed. An arrow's been around for a whole year. Congratulations, an arrow. Uh, we're not flaming your team tonight, so congrats. Um, all right. That's why he came for the big celebration 2 0. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Let's go with that. He's in, he's in here even when we are flaming his teams. Uh, last year, whenever he was leading Echo Fox, it was great. Josh, where are you calling from? I am calling from Brazil. Brazil, uh, our second international caller of the night. Uh, whereabouts in Brazil? Uh, Rio, but I did meet you and Mark at uh, Miami. Nice. Oh, nice. did you come to the Hotline League uh, show? Yes, I did. I remember did you. Did you meet Kobe there? Yes, I did, but I don't think he remembers. No, he was. <laughs> I remember everyone. Who, who all was there? I have no idea. Okay, yeah. Was I even there? I don't remember. You, you were there. Uh, the bar yeah, was, opened it, up. and uh, It was an open bar after a little bit. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Josh just goes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Josh, uh, what do you want to talk about in the show tonight? So I wanted to talk about the Frostmancy meta, and I know that uh, Kobe was very vocal about it on Twitter and how it should be hard nerfed. And yeah, I, I believe... The reason is because uh, Riot keeps removing um, our way to get wards in the game because we know that competitive, uh, everyone is driven like, if you don't see the enemy jungler, you assume that they're right next to you. So without vision, there's no aggressive plays. Kobe. Yeah, I completely, um, so there are multiple things around this issue that I, I thought were, you know, there were problems with. First of all, I, I didn't really uh, like the state that bounties were in. I, don't, I didn't think it was like a perfected system to begin with. Um, but of course, this, you know, strategy does mess with bounties even more because the person's not getting farm and the other person gets this kind of artificial um, farm bounty where the other person is getting so much from spell thieves but a big part of it is the wards that you get basically doubling the vision the bounce team made a choice to bounce the most of the entire game around uh you know these limited control wards and the one support upgrade site stone basically um per team and it completely throws that out of balance which i thought was you know it's very smart for um, clutch to you know try and go for this especially with a poke composition where you need more wards to watch your flanks so you don't get hard engaged on like the Lissandra Alistair engagement that ended the game um, and then it also warps kind of uh, some of the fundamental concepts of lane phase of League of Legends and I could see how if, if this is the optimal start for mages then all mages are going to have to be balanced around this as well. And um, it could, it, it just seems like there are so many things that um, are kind of abuse cases for it that I initially I was like, oh, you know, that's that's super neat that they're, they see this and you can do that. But I don't think it should, you know, be in the game for a long lasting time. Mark? Yeah. Uh, I also think, I'm, I think. What Kobe's saying is obviously I agree with, but I think even if like vision was still as it was in previous seasons, people would probably and this like this strategy existed back then. People would probably still be interested in it because 
as long as there have been lame ways to get extra vision in the game, people have pursued them. Uh, like back in the day, junglers used to just buy sight stones, and you would have two sight stone users. And then they made it a tracker's knife, and then they got that. And like, uh, there was a period of time where like mid laners, way back in the day, like season three or four, were doing triple gold generating items. Uh, Heart of like gold. The, yeah, they would get Heart of Gold, Philostone, and the the AP one. Like there, there's always been like these kind of like lame cheese economy strategy things. Um, and so I, I don't know how much of it is a symptom of like the vision control stuff, though that obviously impacts it because getting an extra sight stone is so much harder now. And the fact that you can do it um, without really hurting your top laner too much is, is pretty impressive. And so it's, it's not a surprise that it's there. But it is cancer. Okay, we don't use that. But uh, secondly, what term do we use? It's stupid. No, because it's it's a disease. Not, I don't think stupidity is necessarily a disease, Travis. It's pretty harsh. Let's move on. It's a uh, scourge. It's scurvy. It's it's. Can we maybe we we just take this as an opportunity to move forward? So is the is the universal uh, feeling here that we are like that this just this needs to get removed from the game? Because it seems like Josh feels that way. Obviously, Kobe feels that way. Mark. Uh, I think it, I like strategies like that. I always just like seeing new stuff. Like I, I was, I like the funnel, but like, I don't think they're healthy. <laughs> I enjoy seeing innovation anytime I can see it, but that's not, doesn't mean I want it in the game for the long term. So yeah, it should probably get changed. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is an open and shut case. I don't know. Josh, do you have any, <laughs> any final thoughts on this? Uh, I agree. Uh, I admit I've abused it a little bit in solo queue. I am currently 11 and 1 with this strat. So I've taken advantage of it, but it's definitely like it's not good for the game because there's many times where I'll have two items in and I don't have any bounty on me. So in a way, I think it is kind of the bounty's fault and it has to be reviewed, but it also has to do with co the competitive vision, which is why the clutch game versus. 100 Thieves took so long to finish. Yeah. Well, I feel like usually this is the type of thing that does end up getting changed pretty quickly. So uh, we'll see what happens. But Josh, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Mark, why don't we just take a quick break here? All righty. Uh, do you know why we're going to take a break? Because it's time to shell out. Shell out. Well, no, we're, it's time to celebrate our oh. sponsor, Mark. All right. <laughs> I thought those were synonyms. Water, I, um, I thought chill and celebrate were synonyms. Yes. Well, I uh, might have been my bad. Not knowing yeah, that's fine. It's fine. Um, as, as Kobe fights to get his way out. Um, listen, everyone. I don't know if you know this. Maybe you've heard about it by now. But Alienware sponsors this show. And they don't just sponsor this show. They sponsor basically everything I do this year. And they don't just sponsor that. They also sponsor the LCS. And they, not just that, TL, Misfits, a bunch of cool things that they're doing in the space. And I, I think it's just cool that all of you have been so fantastic in celebrating that sponsorship with me. Because people, literally, this is a true story. Somebody emailed me this week and said, hey, I am buying an Alienware computer. And I want to make sure that they know 
that you I'm buying it because of their sponsorship of you. And that's so awesome. Uh, I really do appreciate that. Uh, honestly, it's, it's awesome whenever people do stuff like that because uh, sponsorships like that are what make this whole thing possible. It's why this content can exist. It's how I can pay my rent. Kobe uh, would not have a roommate right now. Um, I would be defunct on rent and he'd be very upset if it wasn't for Alienware. Uh, so their continued support is incredible. It's allowed us to do some really neat things. Uh, even even just, not even the stuff that they directly sponsor, but some of the stuff that I'm just able to do because you know I can reinvest that, that those funds back in. So you end up seeing better production. You end up seeing cooler stuff of an editor right now who is... Uh, trying to, his computer's uh, conking out. He works with us, does a bunch of stuff for Playmakers, a bunch of the other things you've seen. Um, and so we're already starting to talk to Alienware about getting him hooked up. Uh, you can't see it right now because there's some boxes, but this is like a bunch of Alienware headsets and keyboards that I just have in my apartment waiting to be used. Last week I went to CSULB. I was able to give uh, a headset out to my old school for their esports club, and that was kind of a neat thing. So uh, look, I, I'm not going to pitch you on their product uh, tonight. I just want to say... You know, a couple months in, I really appreciate all the support that you guys are giving to the, the sponsorship, and I hope you all understand what they've been able to do uh, as a part of this. It's it's really impactful, and I super appreciate it. I love Alienware. There we go. Uh, Mark has a new laptop because of them, and headphones, and cool stuff. So it's just been neat. Uh, thanks, everyone, uh, for sticking around through the break. We can move on to the next. Oh, somebody sent 500 bits and says this one's on Alienware. This one's for Alienware. Well, I'm not going to give them the five bucks for that five bits, but I do mm, that's appreciate... That's an interesting sponsorship, Travis. I think you have to do it. I don't... I just write a $5 check back to them. Yeah. yeah. Or in, invoice it off, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Either way, uh, uh, on to the next caller. Mark's running off to get them. Uh, a couple other shout-outs. Smilsap, 917, 12 months in a row. Just hit that one-year anniversary. It's so cool. Salim, 2019, three months, Steamwood Prime, uh, or Steamwood just subbed with Prime. Sangyum, tier one sub, E46 Koi, three months in a row. Fire and Ice, Icy Hot, thank you for the Prime. Nogi15 is here. Nogi15, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Fayetteville, Arkansas. From Arkansas? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, uh, how's Arkansas? It's good. It's a little rainy right now, but oh. a little warmer than Minnesota, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, it is. I imagine it is. And Arkansas, a little further south, not connected to the Canadian border, right? Definitely not. Okay, good. Continuing to just test my knowledge with all of your... What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but after TSM's 02 week this week in the tiebreakers with Clutch and GGS, I think that they're like the definitive 10th place team right now. And I just wanted to know, like, do you guys think that that's where they belong right now? Do you think that their last four games were more of a fluke? Like, where do you guys think they're going to go from here? I don't wow. think that they are. Are you saying statistically they are the 10th place team? Because I don't think they're the 10th place team. You he, you said definitively, right? Like, Well, I thought that after, uh, is any team worse than 2-4? Standings-wise, they are tied for 7th. There's a four-way tie for 7th yeah. at 2-4. Talking, talking about, about TSM, TSM. Those, yeah. I think they have tiebreaker losses with a lot of those I, yeah. teams, though. I think they had tiebreaker losses to oh. Clutch and GGS. I mean, I Riot lists them as being number seven. We don't list tiebreaker. Oh, really? Losses. Yeah. Not, they've uh, lost to Clutch, they've season. lost to Golden Guardians, and they have not played Optic yet. Chloe, okay, Chloe. So they would be... Okay. Chloe, 
I would be surprised if we've decided that TSM is ten the tenth team in the league and the worst team. Are you asking Chloe to have like some kind of stats that they are officially the worst? No, I I, I was just I oh was not not you, sorry, her. Travis. Okay. I don't know what she was calling on Chloe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was asking her if like because of tiebreakers, if they're actually ranked placed tenth. No. Right. Well, if they haven't played optic, then there's no tiebreaker there. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh. Anyways. I have a hard time putting them definitively 10th because they've also obviously beaten some teams above them, both uh, 100 Thieves and Echo Fox, two 3 and 3 teams they have wins over. Uh, so right now, after Golden Guardians kind of rallied this last weekend, I have a really hard time placing definitively 10th anymore. Um, I think Clutch has looked pretty bad in recent week. Uh, you placed 9th and 10th? What's that? Do you place 9th and 10th? Those what? Like what? Could you say who the two worst teams are right now? No, I think between Clutch, Golden Guardians, and TSM, Optic, I'm a little hesitant on just because this week was like when they had a lot of subs. Yeah. Uh, so I think Is Medios a sub now. Well, I meant like they swapped players. It was okay, their first okay, time gotcha. playing on stage together. Um, so I I have a hard time nailing down one after this week. Yeah, if you would have asked me at the end of last week, I would have said Golden Guardians. But now after this weekend, uh, it's thrown it all up in the air. But they are bad. I will agree. TSM is bad. Kobe, how bad is TSM? Uh, I don't think they're as bad as people are reacting with right now. Um, so for me, I've been looking for teams to play. More early game, more aggressive, um, similar to the rest of the entire world, uh, but all of NA seems to be going the more delayed, um, longer games route. I think that TSM is actually one of the teams that is trying to do that. Like they had all this hard engage, they always have Acadian trying to make these aggressive plays. Um, they, they have actually made most of their mistakes and team coordination in the mid game. Uh, there was a replay that we pulled last weekend for the analyst desk where they had this huge lead, right? And four people are pushing top. They're at the inhibitor turret. And Sven is like halfway across the map off on by a control ward. And that's when, you know, Golden Guardians get this engaged and they kill a bunch of them and, and turn a whole bunch of it around. Uh, I think if large, like glaring mistakes like that, are um, fixed, then I think they're actually trying to improve on a lot of the right things. And I just don't see a world in where, where they review this game and they don't see that problem. Uh, uh, I think they are bad, but I don't think it's as bad as everyone's saying. So... Uh... To your point about like their aggressive style, they lead the league and combine kills per minute. Yeah, that's death too. <laughs> yeah, so they 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 uh they're aggressive, which is good, I guess. In a what feels like a meta that people should be aggressive in, but they're not actually good past that. So that, <laughs> they still have a lot of areas to work on, and I don't know if they have like great late game shot calling or anything. What is this? What is being shared right now? We're losing because... This is uh, Reggie tweeting after the game. We're losing because oh. our mid slash late sucks on proactive team comps. 
Last couple of years, we won in NA because we picked late game scaling comps and went AFK early game while staring at opponents. Once we figure out mid game, we should look much stronger. Just watch playoffs. What's the take on, or what do you guys think of Andy's assessment of his team? Uh, kind of agree. I, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I kind of agree also, but um, like, you're also making a lot of these mistakes a bit earlier, so. Yeah, I think like uh, 20, 2016 summer was the last time I, I really remember like a really aggressive TSM. And that was when they had double lift and they just like dope bot all the time. Um, and then 2017 felt like super slow. They tried to play react like fast. I feel like every, every split, I see them put effort into learning to play quickly. Like in 2017, they tried to play Jarvan Galio a bunch and they, they learned to play that comp and stuff. So I think that they, they have made efforts in the past to play aggressive and they're doing it again right now, uh, like playing the Camille and stuff like that. But they obviously... It's not even just like big mistakes like Echo Fox, where like Echo Fox loses a game because like, oh man, we just didn't smite Baron. I flashed at it instead. To Kobe's point, it's like the entire team is pushed up bot lane while they don't have any mid priority, and Sven's trying to get that. And so like, who should they be listening to? Like, either they can ignore mid priority maybe and push all bot. Maybe they should wait for Sven to push mid before rotate. Like, they have a lot of big team shot calling problem. I would also say. Um... Broken Blade, uh, while I love his personality and how he's like, is with the rest of the team in their, you know, the TSM legends and stuff like that, he has made a lot of mistakes on stage and a lot of uh, mistakes you can see, uh, you know, within the game, like Acadian will go for a gank with him and he'll dive the turret and keep going while Acadian's turning around. So these guys just are not on the same wavelength at all as far as even how to pull off like two man plays um which isn't even that much of a communication thing you're supposed to get to a point where you're playing with these players and you have the same instincts so you don't have to say you know talk through small movements like that and you should be able to both kind of understand what the other person is going for um so your communication can actually stay much cleaner uh so that's i think that also is something worrying that i kind of forgot about because there were quite a few games where there were just big head scratcher moments. Yeah. I, I'm going to broaden the conversation out. Is TSM at risk for, like, they had an off year last year. If they plunk out, like, let's say they don't make playoffs this split, is sort of the TSM legacy ended? I, I mean, it I just, would say if, it's already ended. Like, uh, we don't talk about them with the same reverence that we did last year but they were so close to making it to worlds right yeah but i mean like the they didn't make uh finals both times stuff like that and then they missed worlds and like tsm being three and three or two and four in previous years to me would have i feel like the way that we would have talked about it was like oh my god what's wrong with tsm they're two and four are they gonna be okay and now we're like ah they're two and four you know maybe they'll make top four Maybe they're still fine. You know, like, it's it's so much less. The expectations are so much lower already after one bad year. I would say the TSM legacy is not dead, Travis. It was bought by Team Liquid. Mm -hmm. And it's Team Liquid's <laughs> now. Because Team Liquid is the winner. They're the championship team. And it looks like they're going to stay that way. Yeah, I mean, that's what's interesting. Is, like, it, it does feel like 
I don't know. I wonder, uh, like, the TSM subreddit is interesting. There was, like, a... Because I love going to the team subs because they're so wildly different than the the main league sub. And there was one that was, like, Destiny's End sometime... Or not Destiny's... Um, uh, Dynasty's End. Some, yeah, Destiny's End. Dynasty's End sometimes. And that's okay. And it's just, like, it's interesting to see that fan base cope with what is potentially, like them switching spots with with TL, right? Like, there's a world, I think, this split where if, if we really think 100T is getting it back together, we end up again with, like, a TL, C9, 100 Thieves, top three, yeah. and then what, TSM is, like, fourth? And then all those times where, where Reggie mocks Steve, like, things are, like, it feels like that's a thing that could continue to happen um, at this point in time, I guess, in week three. Uh, Nogi15, what do you think? I mean, I think that, like, Reggie seems super confident about them making playoffs, but I think that the, every year since franchising, there's been more parity in the league, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make playoffs. Yeah. Just with, like, the trajectory. I mean, it always seems to be worse since, I guess, it would have been last summer. Ending of last summer, so we'll see. Yeah. Seems, seems like uh, P uh, Peter is the dynasty killer. Leaves Peter CLG, is the dynasty. CLG falls. Yeah, or is he the is he the one? Yeah. <laughs> is he the chosen one? <laughs> yeah. What's I don't I, Kobe wasn't getting picked up. Yeah, he was getting break. I think it's because I moved moving. He was saying, "Is he the chosen one?" Can you move the microphone closer to Kobe? I actually prefer listening to Kobe. Your best Kobe water. Uh, I, Kobe, were you there in the, in the cast room when we were talking about like the? the stages of grief or whatever. I forget what we were joking about with it, but it's like what the TSM fans are going through right now. Like last year was the year of anger and denial and stuff like that. And then this is the acceptance or whatever. I remember that topic coming up. I don't remember what we were talking about though. Like what it was pertaining to. Yeah. Anyways. Nogi, uh, do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to say before we move on? No, I think you guys covered it all. Just wanted to shout out my friends Jake and Chad who are here. They playing league like two weeks ago. Don't give up on your LCS dreams. Nice, for Jake you and Chad. Is it Chad? Yeah, Jake and Chad. Okay, we're also seeing Mark's cat right now. He's um, spazzing out. He's been spazzing for like ten minutes. Damn it, my this fucking thing sucks. It's like a normal cat to me. No. Shout out to Mark's cat then as well. Yeah. It was it was it was tweaking real funny. Thank well, you, Nogi. Was... Have a good one. Thank you, you too. Moving on to the next caller. Uh, in just a second, Mark's gonna go grab him. Thank you, thank you for 500 bits. Just Casual for 10 months, Avbor for, uh, who just threw Twitch Prime, and TLKs for the tier two sub. Thank you so much. By the way, uh, we are going to, oh, I think Damien wants to get on the show. Wait, let's see if we can get him queued up. Um, oh, he's in the waiting room, okay. Uh, by the way, tomorrow night, at 8 o'clock, the normal Hotline League time. We did this one early because um, Mark needed to go somewhere later. But we are going to be doing Mark, myself, and Avli for Valentine's Day, which is this week, Hotline Love. Um, and the topics will not be League of Legends. The hot topics will be your relationship and dating advice. Um, and myself and Mark and Avli, we're experts in this field. <laughs> And, and so if you call in, you know that you're getting advice that, that is going to be successful. It's going to bring you to where you need to be. So Hotline League, or sorry, Hotline Love, 
This is 100% true. We're doing this at 8 p.m. tomorrow. It's streaming on this channel. Uh, be sure to tune in. Um, the VOD will go up on YouTube after. Uh, so it'll be it'll be really good. Is this what the... the there's another podcast that does this on Twitch already? Raj? Oh, he does a he does all like the dating like survivor game show type things. Yeah. Well, this we aren't. It's just advice. It's so just call in, get advice. Tangy Sauce is here. Tangy Sauce, where are you calling from? Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay, can you get a little closer to your mic? Oh, I just told. Okay. <laughs> uh, is this better or? Uh, I'll turn you up. Yeah, okay. just turn him up because before okay. he was getting blown out. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, Tangy, what do you want to talk about? Uh, okay, so my topic is about the slow pace of play in the LCS. Uh, for instance, in like every post-match thread on Reddit, you have people talking about how, you know, Ezreal seems to always take over the games and stuff. And I think that's because if you look at other regions, he has like a lower win rate because games are ending faster. So I think the, um, I think LCS has like a four minute on average higher game length than LC LEC and five minutes higher than LPL. Um, so I think that's just because, uh, LCS teams are either like too scared to make plays or they just can't capitalize on mistakes. And I think that's one, a bad sign for the league and two kind of speaks poorly about coaching staff, like, like the coaching in general of the various teams that they can't, uh, play, I think the correct style of the current meta. Uh, yeah, we were, we were really interested with this and looking at it a lot, too. Um, one of the other ideas that we came up with is watching a lot of these games. Um, in the early game, there is a lot more available, right? Because dragons are stronger, there's turret plates, so there's a lot more gold floating around. And so that's what's promoting this, um, you know, so the success of the earlier style. And technically, NA is uh, the average game times right now or at least going into this week, we're faster than they've ever been in NA. Um, but one of the other things that could happen is in the early game, a lot of NA teams opt for trading a lot of these objectives. So while in other leagues, people are snowballing ahead and one team is getting a lot out of it, there is a lot of stuff you know, being taken in the early game, like lots of gold and turret plates still being taken uh, and the powerful dragons. But the team isn't necessarily building this big lead that they're snowballing because the other team is non-confrontational and they're trading stuff rather than fighting for that stuff. Um, and that can be like looking at it from the losing team's perspective and just opting into the trade instead. Um, but yeah, I think it's really interesting. That's a very diplomatic and optimistic way of saying that we're probably bad. Probably bad, but... Because <laughs> I'm going to go and say we're probably just really bad because uh, I agree that like maybe there's some early game differences that we have where we are more trading focused as opposed to contesting, and when people contest the same objective, the games end a lot faster. But at the same time, like I can't count already the amount of Baron steals that have happened in situations that shouldn't have happened, or people just throw at Baron, or... They have Baron, but then they get picked in a side lane in a one-three-one, and then the game stalls out. Like, there's a number of maybe this is anecdotal, but the amount of games I see that like should have ended after a fight with a Baron or like insurmountable lead doesn't end that way. 
and Arizona in the chat saying it's just LCK that has the low win rate that in LEC he has a 67 or Ezreal has a 67% win rate and in uh, LCS it's 71 and I don't know what you were saying about LPL but he was also saying LPL is good it's just LCK where I mean, it's like uh, that. Ez one of the best marks in the league regardless of if he's or like in, in the game right now so I, I don't know I, I'm not super concerned about that I, I just think uh, in terms of NA's actual game time that's so, in my interviews with C9 and TL, I think Peter was the first one to bring this up in the first week, but they were basically, they basically have said that they feel as though the other teams don't do anything. Like he said, maybe, I think Reaper this week said maybe clutch, but he feels like a lot of the teams, you just, they don't, they just kind of roll over. They don't actually try to do anything in the game. Um, or when they do, they're bad. Like CLG tried to four man bot like three times and couldn't get a single dive off, even though it was like, the right play they drafted their comp to do this this is what their comp should be doing but they couldn't do it well so, i don't know yeah so, I, i'm of the opinion that, that it's a, a north america mid-tier teams mid and low tier teams not being that great at closing games out which is said why are our teams so bad right now feels like normally we have more than two or three good teams I'm not saying we're LCK, to be clear here. Yeah. But uh, it is it is disappointing that we've got... I feel like we have some pretty good lineups this year. Uh, our, you know, Arguably, we should have the, the best lineups that we've ever had this year um, because we've got so much... We've imported so much talent now. It feels like every player I'm interviewing is Korean and uh, or European. And even teams like Golden Guardians that were the worst place team last year have teams or players from teams that have been, you know, like Ole won two finals last year. Onser TSM has like a pretty good legacy. Like the, the top talent is slowly dripping down. Obviously that might mean they're not as top anymore, but it just feels like we should be in a better place. Yeah. I think uh, we were talking about this as well amongst the casters at some point about like how L, uh, NA's bottom tier teams are actually skill-wise relatively good. Maybe not in terms of like their synergy and all that stuff, but like it feels like we haven't had a Giants or a Rogue from this year or like equivalent team where they're just like hopeless. Like, absolutely hopeless. Zero in like a billion type teams. Uh, and so there's no one that's like so bad that they get shit stomped by the entire rest of the league. Which feels like a lot of the other leagues have a team or two like that. Thank you, Sass. Any other thoughts? Um, not really. I just it just feels like yeah, teams aren't <clears throat> like they seem scared to make plays and stuff. And I uh, yeah, I think that compare like the meta currently from watching other leagues is fairly fast and snowbally. And I think yeah, it just seems like either they they can't capitalize on mistakes or they're just afraid to make plays or something like that. So it's kind of weird, I guess. We have all these sports psychologists and mental coaches and all this stuff. These players need to stop getting, uh, stop being so afraid. That's my take. Thank you, Sauce. Thank uh, you so much for your call. Yep, thanks. All right, onward and upwards to... Uh, Damian Estrada, if you're listening, please respond to me this time when I go into the waiting room. What happened? Uh, TLK, oh, I already... So... I thought it was kind of interesting, though, like, 
like the words that are being used because I don't know if it's them being scared, but it does feel like a choice to play the more trading and non-confrontational uh, thing early. So maybe just a and poor I know choice. It does. It, yeah, maybe it is a poor choice. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's as simple as people are just like, ah, they're not playing all fast and yeah. crazy snowball or just bad. Well, I'm not saying that, you know, we're not uh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there's something deeper to it. Hmm. You know, like if, if, if you're in a game and uh, you've drafted you know, slightly better late game uh, to a significantly better late game, yeah. then and it's you're, better and you're losing game. early and you're trying to lose the, li- the least at, as possible at that moment and drag the game on. And that, that's where some of the teams are coming from. The double lift and uh, whoever else you said you interviewed. Yeah, was, I think it was Nikki or somebody. Yeah. Maybe the maybe those teams are, are kind of directing their resources in a in a, a suboptimal place right now because yeah. the meta is kind of chock full of all this opportunity in the early game and uh, nobody's really taking it. Yeah. Damian Estrada is here. He's muted himself. I don't know why. Can you? What? Oh, he's Hello? unmuted. Hi, Damian. Sorry, I had to cough, so I didn't want to cough on stream. Now. Where are you? Where are you calling from? Calling from the alien training where. Alien training, Jesus. Alien, oh, alien, alien training, training, training where? facility, North America. Uh, Damien Estrada, of course, the creator. They're training aliens, Travis. We're training a lot of aliens. The <clears throat> creative director for Team Liquid, uh, Damien Estrada, is here. Damien, what do you got for us tonight? Um, so first, a question, and then if if the answer is not what I thought it was, then I'll drop off immediately. Um, so the first question is, uh, why, why, why is there this narrative that like our team is talking about going eighteen and zero? I feel like we're being forced into talking about it from like everyone else. That it's like not a narrative that we started, and that it's just like casters and interviewers like Travis Gafford that are forcing us into this real unfortunate space. Yeah. Well, the- why are you winning every game? Yeah. Yeah, if you lose, we'll stop talking about it. Yes, exactly. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, I mean, how often do teams decide on the narrative that gets cast on cast on them? I can tell you Golden Guardians has never had a narrative on them that they, they wanted. <laughs> Wait, I feel like they've had the same narrative since they entered. Yeah, well, it's never been one that they've wanted. Hey, hey, um, hey there was a time where they were tied for first in summer. Yeah. They probably like that one. That's true. Fair. Um, um, I'm seeing in the chat that people are saying that Impact said it. I feel like Impact said it only after it had been pushed on us. Yeah, Avali brought it up. It's true. Like the players, and it's, it, you can see because I've interviewed them too. When you bring it up, the players are like, "Uh," because I you don't they don't want to say, "Well, we don't really care about going undefeated," because that's a bad look. But they also don't want to say we're doing it. But there's one exception. Tomorrow, I'm releasing an interview. With the ADC of Team Liquid, who says he likes it, and it's been sitting in his mind and the back of his mind, and he's like ready to chase that dream to try to go undefeated. So there's Yikes. one person on your team that's uh, embracing it, or Damien. Oh, is it Shuria? No. In Academy? I think no. I missed something. It's Doublelift. <laughs> it's a, it's an interview with Doublelift. I did that. Doublelift said that. Right, but like the important thing for me though 
uh, is that we could all acknowledge as uh, 1,355 people that um, we didn't start it and that everyone else is trying to force us but what, what do you mean? People are just asking the question, is Team Liquid going to go 18-0? It's not like there's a forced uh, narrative on you of like, we were built to go 18-0 forever. It, it's like no, evolved I, as a question now because you're doing so well, I feel like. I think there are like a lot of like real angry like TSM and C9 fans that are like, oh my god, look at these guys. They're so cocky. They're going to go 18-0, huh? And it's just like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. probably... But we're not saying it. I mean, we're saying it now because people are forcing us to say it. Clip it. He just but said it. Just, it. But it's just like chill, chill. Like, like let's let's grow into it, okay? Let's let's not just let's just not run into it. That's my personal opinion. That's not an org perspective. You know, I don't speak speak for the org. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like maybe I I don't know the the fan base or the vocal part that you've seen that maybe some fans on reddit or something are saying like these guys are arrogant because they're bringing it up i would agree that like the the desk and and the interviewers and people started started talking about it first uh but uh, as a boston fan who you know grew up and watched the patriots go 16-0 and then lose in the super bowl like the the media quickly starts talking about it and they won't shut the fuck up about it so you know if it's bothering you guys right now, I gotta say it's gonna get worse. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not you guys. This is just my personal perspective that Travis told me to call in for. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't recall hearing you guys talk about undefeated before we start talking. Until about tomorrow, it, whenever an interview with Doublelift will emerge. Well, actually, it'll be an interesting litmus test because we'll see how the comments shape up in in the interview. Um, off that. So last. Uh, year, um, Double If also made a comment about you know when people were talking about Team Liquid losing, and he was like, "Oh well, you know people should stop worrying. We're trying things on stage to be better for international play." I believe Travis might have been the one interviewing him. Probably. Um, and I feel like was that last year? Or was that TSM? Was it 2017 with TSM? Pretty sure it was last. I'm pretty sure it was Team Liquid. Okay, was maybe Team it was. Yeah, okay. Um, or maybe it was. I think it was. Travis. I think it was the Vladimir shit though. He, oh, he yeah, definitely right. said it last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, when they Team Liquid were losing they were a lot of games. Yeah, in the yeah. summer probably after MSI. Yeah. I feel like that can always be your fallback for Team Liquid if you lose the game. Be like, ah, we're trying stuff, getting <laughs> ready for international competition. He um, didn't really I, care about the 18-0. I do have a question for the desk. Uh, how do you guys pick narratives? So is it like, a, is there like a board? Um, you guys like write, this would be real interesting, this wouldn't. Is it just out of a hat? Can uh, I get each decide? of us takes a week, and then that person is kind of the god king for that week, and they get to decide. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What's what was Mark's? Has Mark had a week yet? Uh, I don't think I've had one yet. <laughs> Can I get a sneak peek at what your week is going to be? I didn't mean for that to no, I, I don't actually have. A, I don't have a funny. I'll be honest. I don't have a funny joke for where. Like, there's definitely a space here for a funny joke, but I'm just not not about it's that. Not right equipped. What raining on hundred T, right? That's sorry. I was trying to cue you up, but yeah. Sorry, no. But uh, the way that it actually works is basically like for the most part, all the casters get in the room and we talk about our thoughts on the league and teams, and then we talk about them. So it's not like a. 
picking a narrative and like what would be the coolest story all the time. It's just like, hey, Team Liquid 6-0 now. Who's going to beat them? Who looks good enough to beat them? And it's like, honestly, nobody. And then after that, the next question, of course, is, well, does that mean they're going to go undefeated? So, like, I think that's yeah. how those kinds of stories start coming out. Makes sense. What, um, what is there? Can you guys do an analyst segment or something to keep pushing this at Damien's? Oh, do you get ready for next next countdown? I've already got a whole segment about. Okay. I can't wait. About these cocky Team Liquid representatives coming in here telling us they're going Maybe 18 Maybe I'm just queuing this whole thing up for CDO so that they have something to pull for, for the opening of the squad episode 4. Oh, okay. Um, that's, your, that's your move. Go go get media people to say what you want. Squad. Uh, Alright, well, thank you, Damien, for the call. Any shout-outs, anything you want to say? Uh, Shout-out to Alienware for being the best sponsor in esports. Thanks, Damien. I'll uh, catch you later. See ya. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, Mark, by the way, uh, there's an interesting tweet that just hit that uh, Ryan Kibler linked in chat. Right, I saw ago. that. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, throw it up on screen. Uh, but it looks as though... So, heads up, we'll be shipping a hotfix tomorrow to address the zero CS top lane strategy that's emerged in both Solokin and Proplay in the past few weeks. We don't take this lightly, as we generally want to support as many unique ways to play League as possible, but the gameplay offered by the strategy asks you to ignore many of the skills learned, blah, 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 blah. All right, so there we go. Are we all celebrating? I can't... Let me see the fine print here. I can read it. Uh, you can't read it? Basically, the, the, change, the change is that uh, you need to have an ally around you in order to earn the gold from your procs, and then they increase the amount of gold you're getting to kind of compensate the fact that you're going to lose some of the, the gold from people not being around. Hmm. Are people going to call their jungler for a funnel? Does that work? Is my first I thought. mean, it, it might because you're not taking the CS anyway, so if a jungler comes and you proc him and then he takes your wave, like, isn't that... Yeah. Everyone is giving Jack credit. It wasn't a Jack tweet. <laughs> he even said he wasn't going to be doing anything and just learning, but... Anything related to any sort of balance from yeah. now on is Jack's fault. Okay, good. Good to know. Uh, oh, good. I was going to say, this change is interesting. I'm concerned that the fix might already play into one of the optimizations teams were looking into anyways. You know what I'm saying, Kobe? Yeah, like you said, the funnel where like the jungler swings by top, take the wave anyways, and if they're doing that, then you get the gold procs. But they'd have to do it so much yeah. that I don't think it's worth it. And I think if there are funny, like, kind of gimmicky strategies in the game like that for people to pull off, then that's fine. I just don't want that to be the, you know, optimal strategy for how games should be played because it become, it warps the entire experience, right? If you run into that one time out of 50, it's whatever, um, and you... You know you experience it and then next time you go up against it you know exactly what to do to counter it and it doesn't work that well then i think i think that's fine um and it sounds like like that's kind of the direction they're headed like you can kind of do it 
but it's not that great. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it looks fine to me. I I I think with the fact that it also consumes the charges if you auto them, like you basically can't be autoing creeps and you can't be autoing the guy consuming your charges. So you basically just stand in the lane and wait for the guy to show up. So I th I think it's it should be fine. I'm not concerned. Sweet. Neat. Well, uh, let's move on to the next call. Got three more to go. We're winding down the show. Let's see if there's any subs to shout out. Nope. No subs in. <laughs> no subs in 30 minutes. Let me refresh and make sure it's not a glitch. Uh, it's been half an hour. Clearly, somebody. Oh no, it's. <sighs> well, listen. The show's not about subs. Um, it's about zombies being here. Zombies, where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. Nice. Another yeah. one of those states. Is it? Travis is really bad with geography. So. Uh... Huh? Is that is it near Michigan? Uh, it's like to the left of Michigan. Is it touching Michigan? Oh, there's a lake in between us. Wait, but Michigan has the, the Lake Michigan dog, right? Dog. Yeah, there's a glove and a dog. I don't know anything. I've never heard anything like that. Zombies, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? <laughs> Someone told Funny. Travis something when he was like a five year old, and it's coming out now. Someone about life. Yeah. I'm going to talk about Rush uh, underperforming a lot. Uh, some of the things is he's had really poor vision control. He's often going in front of his tanks to scout for vision on objectives himself, and he often gets caught out. Think of, like, the Flash for Lissandra. Um, you know, walking in front of, they have Hakua on Orn right behind him on that play specifically. Another, he's led the, with 18 deaths. This was in the first two weeks. He had 18 deaths. Second most deaths with 14 deaths. And that's making it Equifox lose a lot of pressure on the map. They're losing a lot of objectives. And if uh, Equifox wants to turn around, uh, Rush needs to stop dying. He needs to coordinate better with the tanks on his team to clear vision. And, uh, yeah. All right. I heard everything you just said. But I also want to address... Oh, wait. Transparent. All right. Well, there's there's a glove... Uh, the bottom part here, and then there's a dog, which is the part that's over me and Kobe. So that's a mitten, and when it doesn't have any fingers, I think. Okay, so mitten. Yeah, we're a mitten. Fingers. But you see the dog right here? Yeah. It's got like its little tail up, and then there's. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what did you pull up? They can't see it. I can, but it's just like this weird floating blue thing on yeah, top it's, of it's a blue background. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We'll do this one too. Uh, Dive doesn't have this shit, you know, by the way. I just <laughs> want to be clear here. We're actually trying to educate ourselves on this show. Um, right, well, this is also kind of tiny, but uh, the dog is... That's a dog? Yeah. No, it's not. Well, it's like a cartoon dog. Like, look, you can. Eat, it's got two ears on top of it, and its mouth is open. It's like yapping. Oh, it's going the other way? I was kind of seeing one going No, that. this is the tail right in the back. Oh, okay. And then it's like, it's yapping at the... The mitten. Oh. Okay. So Rush is uh, playing with courage when none of the other players are, is what I'm hearing. But you're suggesting it's yeah. too much courage. 
Yeah, 18 deaths in the first two weeks. He still leads the teams in, or junglers in deaths now, but it's only by like one death in uh, Sven Skarin catching up to him. But um, it, and it's not just that. He's even missed probably a smite in every single game uh, that I watched the highlights mm -hmm. for. I, I can't think of a game where he didn't lose an objective. I think... Uh... Sorry, you go. Yeah, granted, they are starting a lot of the objectives. Like, I think one of the games they, they ended up getting, like, five or six dragons. So, of course, they're going to... He's in the position to be stolen from because he's trying to start all these drags. It is to say that, but he has missed an important smite in just about every game. Uh, yeah. Super Chloe says at least he picks up the Rift Herald trinket, though. <laughs> um, all right. So... Thoughts on Rush? Is he underperforming? Is he... Uh, what's going on? Mark or Kobe? Yes. All those things that he just said are true. And okay. it's sad to see. Because I love Rush. But he's playing pretty poorly right now. And he needs to do better. Maybe he's just trying his best to speed up the NA meta, you know? Get yeah. that snowball going. We use is this a, one of the situations where we, we can use the frog and dilemma? The frog and dilemma is uh, also known as if only he was on a good team. Uh, Rush is making mistakes. Yeah, it's sad. I, love I think Rush. the rest of Echo Fox has actually done quite well. The fact that they're three and three. Um, Solo's been hit or miss, but that's I think kind of what you were expecting. He's he's not like a just a permanent detriment in the top lane or anything like that. Like he, he has some good games, some bad games. Uh, Phoenix is kind of the same way, and their bot lane has been largely positive. And like Rush was supposed to be the X factor, and he's kind of dropped the ball on that. I'm not super concerned about having high deaths for him. That's just kind of still got really time. good damage, right? He's like still I got really good damage. If if he doesn't end top three in deaths in jungle, that would surprise me. Like I, I'm not surprised he's dying a lot. Like I, I kind of expect that just because he's such a crazy player. Are you surprised that he's flashing on the Baron? Yes, that is not good. <laughs> it's like a uh, Sven always like is top three in deaths or something for junglers. In some splits, he's like one of the best junglers in the league, even though that's happening. That's kind of just like that's the kind of player he is, uh, and that's how I feel about Rush. He's supposed to be the playmaker for the team. He's supposed to, like, lease in, inset, kick someone in, win his team the game, but probably die in the process. Like, that's what I'm expecting from him. So I don't super care about the stats of the deaths, but it's the fact that he's not landing the lease in, inset, kick to win the game as he's flashing at Baron or something. I know he's got it in him. Rush will be fine. He'll come back. Really? I believe yes. in him. He studied under score for a whole year. Dude. He came back to N.A., Twitch chat just said it seemed like he didn't learn anything. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I sometimes, we had a caller last week that was saying we give too much credit to, like, players that are veterans. And I wonder if it's like we just want Rush to do better, but maybe. Yeah. Maybe this isn't. We do, Travis. <laughs> okay. So we agree but that there's, it was just a hope of yours, not like a. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was clear. Sorry if yeah. I didn't convey you that. You said it as you say when you say things, you say it with such uh, a strong emotion. sarcasm. No, like everyone will believe what you say because okay. you're a caster. You just say these things definitively. Well, Kobe's so genuine that you can't tell if it's his heart or his head talking. Sometimes yeah. that was a heart top I, conversation. I, I'm sarcastic, like 
more than 50% of the time as well. Conviction. Yeah, so maybe that's hard to get used to. But we don't... Oh, look at that! Yes, I know. I know. I try not... I try to play it cool when somebody gives a ton of subs. Oh, yeah. You're so used to it. You were just complaining and almost crying on stream about how you didn't get any <laughs> subs for half an hour. Now he's cool. You gotta, you gotta be cool because otherwise, you know... It's like whenever a girl comes up and flirts with you, or at least I've been told this. Uh, if a girl ever does this, I'm supposed to just. This is for next keep episode, cool. Travis. Yeah, oh, yeah. Next, for next Hotline episode. Love tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say the rush thing, he's been disappointing from what we were expecting, but the fact that they're three and three is somewhat of a good sign because you can be very optimistic that if he ever does start delivering on what we expected, Echo Fox might be a decent team. I somewhat agree. I, I think that their wins have come from really stalled out games where they had Karthus and had like two Infernals and you know three other Drakes and I haven't really seen them work as a team that well and that's kind of what's concerning. I, I think they've started to split off strong before and often teams with high mechanical skill seem to start off the you know when every no one's got any teamwork and I just don't see the teamwork coming in. I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to lead anywhere. I mean. It, North America's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's um, all right. Uh, I don't know. So we hope Z Rush gets better, but it is important to acknowledge he's not doing not doing well. Is he? Is he the worst jungler in the league right now? He's performing the worst, but he's. You can still see that he's a mechanically very skilled player, and I could totally see him turning it around. He's still got good. He still wants to get objectives. He's still got a plan. It's just not executing on it. Mark and Kobe is he the worst? Uh, Who would be up there with him right now? I'm trying to think. Twitch chat says Twitch chat says Acadian or Lyra. Wiggly's up there. He's got a lot of deaths on Wiggly. Wiggly. Yeah, I would I would say the bottom four are probably Wiggly, Lyra, Rush, and Acadian. But I think Acadian's had decent early games for the most part. Acadian's had a few times where he just kind of, at red buff, he kind of inted with Camille. He's had a few moments like that. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean... But ahead of the team. Outside Smithy and Santorin... And Dardock, I haven't been super impressed by most of the junglers. Ben's been pretty good too. And Dardock's not even competing. I wonder why. Yeah. What about Anda as well? No one's talked about Anda. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't forget about him. I just this, I just this weekend was really good for Anda. Yeah. Um, His dad seems fine. I just didn't remember how he played. But yeah. Uh, Zambi, think... thank you for the call. Uh, anything you want to see on the way out? Thanks me. Yeah, thanks. Have a good one. Uh, Alright, two more callers to go. Alright, I do have some subs to read. Look at all these. Itryu for 17 months. I think you're the highest uh, person. I, I think I've seen 16. I don't know if I've seen 17. The Meow, Meow Scenary, 351. Thank you for the Prime. Pillow Pants, five months, wants a sub. Then Sangyam gifted five subs in a row. Thank you, Sangyam, for the five gifts. That's awesome. Oliver the Best Cat, four months. I am in Nicholas, uh, 11 months in a row. Hey, Travis, change my name from Calling Me Proto. Did you watch CBSN Esports feature on YouTube? No, I didn't. What is that? CBSN? I don't know what that is. Uh, looks like we might have our next caller here, though. Carnivorous Gray. Carnivorous Hello. Gray, where are you calling from? Uh, Fargo, North Dakota. 
Oh, have you a... called him before? I have, yes. I called yes, after Worlds to whine about C9. Yes, well. Uh, Nick Allen's in the chat. He says, this show sucks. All right, well, we'll give him a little ban. Um, no. He's, he's... Uh, <laughs> oh, so does CLG, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh! oh! Oh, man. Yeah. You're like freak. They yeah. they won three games. I know. I bought five of their stock. I don't know. I just yeah, had to you, something. you invested just, in CLG. I can't just let him shit talk me and then <laughs> take it. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> uh. All right. It's a knee jerk reaction. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> you stink. Uh, well, I hate you. It's like all right. Yeah. Um. Uh, Carnivorous. So you're in Fargo. Yes. I, I understand there's a movie and a show. Um, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, well, I think it's interesting that the NBA is highly invested in LCS because I've been noticing lately that the leagues are very similar. I think for anybody who doesn't follow the NBA, there is one team, the Warriors, who are so much better than everybody else that we all know they're going to win. Unless there's yeah, much like Golden Guardians, their LCS team. Yeah. Exactly. Ironically, not the LCS equivalent, but in the LCS, uh, I mean, I'm a C9 fan, but we all know that TL is the best team. Um, I think through three weeks, I don't think you could make a case that anybody else is even belongs on the same field as TL. Like they're just so much better than everybody else. So we kind of all know that they're going to win, just like we all know the Warriors are going to win. So the rest of us as fans were like, well, I mean... I hope C9 does well this week, but I kind of know in the back of my mind that they're not going to beat TL on some drastic meta shift or something. Um, at least that's my take on it. So I don't know if you guys have seen the same kind of thing or what, but to me it just kind of feels like, yeah, we all know TL is going to win in the playoffs, and we're just kind of trying to convince ourselves that second place is going to be okay. Aren't the Rockets supposed to be good? Well, I mean, they have James, James is James Harden. Is that his name? Yeah, they have James Harden. They got significantly worse this last off season, and they still couldn't even beat the Warriors last year um, with their full team. I mean, Chris Paul got hurt, one of their good players, but still, like, yeah. So this year, especially, it, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to even challenge the Warriors. I think that. Uh... LCK and LEC are both in a similar state to us, though, because everyone's waiting for G2 and Griffin to win as well. Yeah, that's totally true. I would say the exact same thing in the LEC. You watch G2 play, and it's just like, wow, none of these teams are anywhere close to their level. And Griffin, the same thing. So it's kind of... <laughs> I would say I that it's a sign you need salary caps because people are buying up all the best talent, but Griffin right. is a bunch of... I don't think that they're top salary players right so that's, that's true yeah that's true i feel like uh a lot of the times it does just in general in league feel like a one horse race across leagues like g2 is the same way griffin team liquid but even in the past like in TSM, 2013 SKT. yeah 2013 it was it was c9 then it was tsm uh even when immortals came over it was like oh my god are these guys gonna lose and then they ended up losing in the playoffs um, and it feels like a lot of time of the regular season, though, like there's always, almost always just like one dominant team that's much better. And it's like, who can possibly beat these guys? So I don't, I don't know how much of that's a new thing. But to your point, people lose, right? Like uh, we've seen Immortals lose. We've, we've seen upsets before. So uh, maybe it'll happen this time. Right. 
that's kind of yeah i mean that's kind of what we're hoping for like in real sports not that you hope uh, for injuries but uh, injuries can always happen uh, what's that figured him you want to try that again how about traditional sports sorry i'm I, sorry I, i'm a huge esports fan i didn't mean real it sports disrespectfully i, I said real like, sports too i just oh, meant, i mean you right? know, real no, life I, sports as opposed to sports that happen on a computer but that was my yeah, yeah fake true. sports yeah that's what you're saying carnivores getting offended sports. about it travis doesn't help us that much yeah, but i like not getting fake, offended virtual virtual not fake virtual i call it real and fake <laughs> I didn't mean it disrespectfully, I swear. Can you touch it, Travis? Is it real? Can you really reach out there and touch it? No, it's not real, Travis. Come on. Uh, but anyway, like in traditional sports, uh, injuries can always happen. So you can never 100, you know, Steph Curry could roll his ankle and be out for the season, and that changes the whole NBA season. Yeah, toxicity I mean, can happen in esports, yeah. though. That's our injury. Patches. Like, we, we have patches. Yeah, patches. I guess, yeah, that's patches. The thing, and that's the thing. That's that's what I mean by we just kind of have to hope that there's some kind of drastic meta shift. I mean, if you're a TL fan, you're not hoping for that. But the rest of the league, because through the first three weeks, it, not to compare TL with SKT, I remember watching SKT back in the day, and it was just you couldn't see a path for the other team to win when they were playing at their best. And that's how it feels when I watch TL. I just watch them, and maybe the other team gets a couple early kills, but it's like, this team is so good, it doesn't even matter. They're just going to strangle you out, and the game's going to end in 20 minutes. For, for TL, I would say every team should be drafting hard early game and going as hard as they possibly can for snowballing. Um, okay. So at least like there is a path, but yeah, I still don't expect them to lose. Right, and then even then you still have to execute it to perfection. That's kind of what I was wondering, if there is, if you guys have seen anything that I could hold on to, like, hey, maybe maybe there's a weakness. I think um, the fact that a lot of... Where they almost lose, right? In the beginning, or they look like they're losing? I don't think that they've had um, a game where I didn't think that they were going to win yet, like as the game was going on, and then they turned it around. But I also don't think that their early game has been super dominant. I thought the CLG game was one where if a couple of those plays CLG went for it actually worked and they got the kills and like it was a little bit cleaner, they potentially could have won. And I think it was the FlyQuest game I felt a similar way about. Like if FlyQuest plays were just a little bit better, maybe they could win. So I think to Kobe's point, like if a team does go like all in on the early game, or like if every team does it, you know, they have how many more games? 12 more games they need to win where their early game, like level one, just doesn't get fucked up right away. And then the other team can, can win, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, I guess what I'd say maybe. is uh, to, to the, the point about like it, feeling more like there's always been like super dominant teams, Fnatic and uh, Europe when they were like 18 and 0 with all those guys and stuff like that. But I think uh, this one is a little different because they've slowly just bought talent over the course of two years to make this, which is a little different than just like, I don't know where this team's disgusting. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to take any credit. I mean, everybody else could have done it too, right? Uh, but I was just kind of hoping with, I think the franchising has brought more parity in that there's not the horrendous teams, but at the same time, I don't feel like any team could win. I, I kind of feel like something would have to go horribly wrong for TL to lose. So, I mean, good for them, but it is, as a fan, it's kind of boring. I'm just like, eh, okay, well, that's probably what's going to happen. 
Well, you never know. Uh, and again, these are best of ones. Who knows what happens when a best of five pops up in the playoffs? You might see some interesting stuff come out. Reaper is usually pretty good at clutching it out, so we'll see. Don't give I up hope. So. <laughs> All right. Anniversary, okay, thanks so much for the call. Uh, anything you want to say on the, the way out? Uh, it's very cold here, and there's lots of snow. Please send help. Okay. <laughs> I, I got nothing for you, but um, you know what might warm you up? An Alienware computer, Dell.com slash Travis. Thanks, Colonel Nervous Gray. Thank you, guys. See ya. They second as space heaters. They put off a, They give off a lot of heat because they're really powerful. Um, all right, uh, back to this. The Jumbles, five months in a row. Don't worry, Kobe. Travis will be able to pay rent now. And there we go. Because of that up right there. Are you going to pay more than you usually do now? Fail Noob Forever resubbed uh, for seven months in a row. Uh, thank you. And then X Solvark, you know, I was playing cool, but I did notice that you gifted 10 subs all at once. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Thank you, X Solvark. Thank you. Thank you very much. And a bunch of those people are re-up subs, so congrats to them. 100T Cons is on the show. Are you actually affiliated with 100T? Uh, no. No, no. Okay. Well, just, where are you calling just, from? Uh, just a fan. Uh, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Okay. It's actually pretty close to, uh, Fargo. Okay. Where the last car was about an hour away. And, and we established it's to the left of Michigan. Uh, yes, to the left of Michigan. Something about a mitten and a dog. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about that either. Sorry. Well, you guys just aren't educated like I am. Uh, cons, <laughs> is your topic about Hunter T? Uh, yes, it actually is. Okay. Well, chat says it's that time again, boys. Hunter T hate hype. Um, <laughs> so are you are you positive or negative? Because Pos positive. All right. Well, Mark, get ready. Um, cons, go ahead. Okay. So basically, I I think they can either get I, I think they can get top two for sure, but I I also think they can get top one if if they they do better. Uh, uh, basically, like who he they've been putting him on like uh, I got like like Rise. He's on Aatrox. Lissandra. The only like non-supportive pick was maybe like Aatrox. And I, I really think they should keep putting him on like supportive picks like that. Because he's really he, he got caught out like I think what like two times in the first game, like just in lane. I think he got solo killed. And then also just making sure someday and bang are on the the hard carries. Like they put some somebody on uh, Urgot, Aatrox, and then one of the games they lost, they put him on. I guess it was it was against TL, but they put him on uh, Split Pusher Yorick. So I just I just think they should they should put uh, their carries on carries, and you know try not to go for the Victor and. You kind of cut out, but I assume you were saying Victor and, and... Mark. Are you still here? Did our internet die? Oh, hello? did I mute myself? No, I think I think we just uh, had a stream hiccup for some reason. Our internet hiccup. Um, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, there's some Fs in chat, but yeah, yeah, I think it'll it'll now. come back. Um, so you you were saying, Con, sorry, uh, just the last bit you were saying. I think about someday. Uh, just just putting them on like the. The Urgots, the the Aatrox, he was he was on during uh, I think it was the the CLG game, and I he did really well in the Urgot game. I don't I don't I think he maybe died once or not even one time, 
and I just think they should put him on there and then put who he on maybe like the split pushers or like supports like uh, Zillion or just like different uh, supported mid picks. Um, so here's my concern. Uh, it sounds like you're focusing a lot on the players and just sort of what they should do to make the players uh, do. We were just at a call now where we're uh, from a person who was concerned that TL was like a shoe-in to win the split. Uh, it was kind of hard to argue against that. So if we take your argument, which is like 100T can overcome TL, like is gents, if, if they make these slight changes uh, in lane, like they stick Kuhi on the champions you're talking about and someday... Is that enough to beat lane for lane, position for position, the players on TL? Uh, I I think Bang is better than double lift, and someday is better than impact. I, I'm not exactly sure about who he being better than Jensen. I think there's a lot of people that aren't sure about that. Yeah, but then also I I, I don't know what's going on with the Afro. I don't know if you saw the hundred T game, but he um he died in lane. He TP'd back in the middle of the lane as Braum and just got insta-killed yet again. And I just think I th I think they're good enough to contend with Cloud9 and TL, but I really think they just need to get better at like communication or just playing. Because like Hui's made mistakes and then Aphromoo. Like Bang and Someday, I feel like I played pretty well. Same with Anda. I uh I had put Hundred Thieves number three, I believe. Uh, Kobe, what'd you have in that for your season power rankings? Four. I put them below Team Liquid. Uh, I put them below all three teams that they lost to. Yeah. Uh, who was the fourth team? The third team they lost to was it TSM? TSM, who are yes. doing worse now. Do you feel like you would move them anywhere in your power rankings based off the start of the season? I'd probably move TSM down. Does that, Does that mean push them up to three, or do you have like FlyQuest or something? Because um, we always ignore FlyQuest, and I feel like they can sneak into like top. No, four. I think FlyQuest is are really good. Because even in FlyQuest lost, they weren't like tragic catastrophes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for 100 thieves, I mean, coming into this last weekend, I watched all of their content, uh, like their. A probably a Nate shot thing they did answering Reddit questions. Watch the heist. Watch their other YouTube video that they put out. Um, and probably was talking about how he do he also thinks the game should be played faster and should be played more aggressively. But he agrees like the team is is not there to and can't back up that playstyle yet. Um, and kind of echoed your concerns about. Um, the, the team play coming through. And this last weekend did show some really good signs, like who he was roaming much better. He wasn't getting solo killed in, in mid lane. Um, and they had both Someday and Bang stepping up where you want them to, right? You think Someday earlier in the game and then Bang carrying later. I think yeah. it is, there are definitely positive signs for them. I wouldn't put them, push them as far as you're pushing them um, all the way up to top two yet. But, yeah, I think you can have health, healthy confidence in them. Yeah, I... No, you can go. You can go. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm basically on the same boat with Kobe. We're like, I'm probably not moving them very far from where I put them in the preseason. I still think C9 will end up better than them. Uh, and then, like, it's between them and FlyQuest probably for third and fourth uh, at this point. 
So, you know, maybe they, they do end up all the way up at second. I still have a really hard time imagining taking down TL. Uh, but I don't think 100 Thieves fans should be super worried. I think they're kind of on course for how good we expect them to be. Well, like, what, what do you think, like, uh, team, what lanes do you think Team Liquid is, like, the strongest in? Like, just bot mid, or where, where do you think, think they uh, really beat them in? I think their bot lane's a lot better. I think poor JJ is the best support in the league. I think even if Bang individually is better, uh, I'm not quite sure he's accustomed to his teammates yet, or they know their play style as well as Team Liquid knows theirs. So, like, I think Doublelift will outperform him. Whether or not you want to debate skill is a different thing. I think Jensen's yeah. better, and I think Smithy's better. And I think top lane, once again, like, someday might have better skill, but, like, Team Liquid knows the role that Impact plays on his team, whereas sometimes you see someday playing Victor and, like, not getting backed up court properly or not playing it super well, whereas, like, Impact's like, I'm not going to get any help ever. Yeah. So I think uh, even even if, you know, you can say, I think someday's better, and then you want to give it to Bang, uh, I don't think that they're better across the board, and I don't think their their teamwork is, is as developed. Well... I'm going to say they're going to get fifth because this wouldn't be a show without me giving the people who think I hate Hunter T something to believe in. Uh, so I don't know. I looks like they had a good weekend this weekend. I requested an interview with them on Saturday. Didn't get the interview. So I'm placing them at fifth. That's, that's where, that's where the wrath of Travis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, you gotta, you gotta try to get uh, interviews of Sunday. His English is getting better. I mean, I'll request. If I get them, we'll find out. Can you interview hey. Bang and open it with, Hello, I'm Travis Gafford, and this is Bang! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Loco, Loco Doco got an interview with Bang and Someday, so... Yeah. Oh! He doesn't, he doesn't go on the Hotline League and uh, voice crit criticism. I Travis, guess. you gotta learn Korean so you get the in. Yeah. I mean, him and him and Thor, and they both got a show now, so... Uh, might, might overtake, so... Right, so hundred so cons. Unfortunately, he uh, disconnected from the call. I don't know what happened. Uh, that is the end of the show. Um, Mark, what do you got? Yeah, uh, I don't really have anything in particular. I kind of already said uh, offline TV. You should have a Dungeons and Dragons thing coming out this week if things go according to plan. But who knows? And then uh, otherwise, just hotline love tomorrow night. I'm excited to tell you all. How to be studs or what's the what's Look the female stud over here? What's the female equivalent of stud? I'm not quite sure. I don't know. Twitch chat will let us know in a second. Queen? Yeah. Okay, maybe queen. How to be a stutter? Yeah. Queen. Yeah, I'll give you all the great advice on how to be a stutter queen. A dame. Okay, a lot of not I don't so know great if words. A dame is a. Um, yeah, Jesus, Twitch chat. This is gonna be a rough show tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to pull out the extra mods. Um, Kobe, what do you got? Um, I'm done here now. Great show. Tune into the LCS. That's I care about. You're also on two shows. Yeah, The Dive and This or That. Actually, With Kobe and Captain Flowers. Is, Cap is Captain Flowers locked in? We need to find out. Okay. We had auditions. There were a lot of, uh, you know, other options. So I'm, I'm weighing my options. You know, 
I if you want Captain Flowers, then you gotta support Captain Flowers. Tweet with the hashtag this or that. Um also actually in a month or two I am gonna have a couple different things coming out. Um that are secret. Wow. Toby's working on projects. Uh well, and also that I, I heard the it. dive. There's a rumor that they might have Nate Shot or Hooney on in the future. Maybe. Um, so what we're trying to do for the dive is get lots of guests mm. lined up that will accept, and then we can try and schedule them in the in the future for what's a good time for them. So we're trying to get as many people to accept right now, and then we'll filter out you know when people are going to be on the show. You haven't. But um, yeah, important. You know. Players, coaches, owners, um, influencers. I was just thinking, you know, because um, you're on my show. Streamers even. Uh, you know, if, <laughs> if people have suggestions for good ones that they want on, then we're all ears. But yeah, we're working on uh, next week's right now. So we aren't sure who's going to be on it yet. Dobson says, can you ask Kobe if LCS Lounge is coming in for 2019? Um... I'm actually not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Dave Stewart commented on Reddit and said that they're not, but they might do some of the mainstream casts on from the lounge in the future. Late45 says, can you guys get that guy on the balance team, Jat, on the dive? Yes. We will be able to get Jat on the dive at some point. He's a little bit scared. You know, he's kind of nervous uh, since he's been out of the spotlight for so long now. We might have to coach him up a bit, though. Uh, for me, so please tune in. Please tune in to Hotline Love tomorrow. We're doing a special Valentine's Day spinoff of Hotline League. Um, there will be no Alienware branding in that, just in case. Uh, <laughs> I've discussed it oh, with I them. I told you I'm done. I, I, that's fine. Uh, it's we've just and Kobe's gone. Uh, we've discussed it with them, and uh, yes, but it will be happening eight o'clock tomorrow uh, Pacific. Please tune in; it'll be streamed, and then we'll put it up on uh, YouTube. Um, and then, if you guys can all do me a favor, so before the start of the stream, and I'll try to remember to put this into the YouTube uh, description as well. I opened some displates uh, from a site called Displate, um, and I just put it in the Twitch chat right now. And they sent me a bunch of free stuff. They gave me a link and a code for people who in my audience who want to uh, save some money. You get 15% off if you buy any. Anyway, when I tried to do it earlier, I think our audience crashed the site since so many people click through, which it looks like might be happening again. Oh, wait, no, it loaded. Um, so if you guys want to just take a look. They've, they sent uh, Kobe and I a bunch of cool stuff for our apartment. It was me, I should say, just so that Kobe doesn't get in trouble uh, with Riot. I don't know if he's allowed to... whatever. But um, uh, they sent us a bunch of cool stuff, including this... Uh, where is it? Cowboy Bebop sign, I get poster. Look, that's artwork for Kobe's room and a couple other things as well. Uh, so if you click that link, you can check, check them out. I don't know if we can kill their side again, but uh, it'd be kind of fun if we did. You guys are great. Um, and then, seems like there was, oh, also, 
Uh, we put this up on Spotify and other places as a podcast. And finally, thank you, Lovely HD, Quad Demon, Just Joe, Ninety X Solvark for five months in a row, Jubes, uh, who says enjoying my TGI Hotline League sponsored by Alienware while eating my Jersey Mike sub, and Carrix for four months. Thank you, everyone who subbed. Everyone who didn't sub, I forgive you. Kobe, or I mean, Mark, any final thoughts? Huh? No. This has been Hotline League episode 63.